Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 329. Today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. Yes, I am back. And yes, this is actually live. Um, I just want to thank you guys for rolling with us as we went down to three days a week. Um, two weeks ago, uh, my wife and I found out that her father, my father-in-law, actually passed away suddenly. And so um, there's been it's been an emotional roller coaster. And, um, you know, days are still difficult. Um, today's actually been a really good day. Praise the Lord. Um, and also just so happens to be Friday. So double praise the Lord. Um, but some of you guys are privy to that information. We just want to thank you on behalf of Lauren and myself. Thank you so much for your support and your prayers. And that's honestly just the best way that people can kind of come alongside us during this time is just to pray for us because Lauren has a lot on her plate. I have a lot on my plate um, and having to juggle all of this other stuff at the same time. Um, we just really appreciate any and all prayers uh, during this time. Um, so anyways. That's that. Um, so if I if if you see me on a day coming for moving forward because we're gonna we're back at five days a week next week, um, you know why if I'm if I seem slightly off. Um, but uh, again, I'm just very appreciative. I'm actually really happy to be back um, at five days a week and and just going back into the the motions of you know daily routine and all that stuff. Even though it can be difficult at times, um, just helps you know keeping yourself busy helps. Um, so anyways, much appreciated love and support. We love you guys. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah fire podcast there. That'll really help us out. Also, anytime you guys donate to Elijahstreams.com slash donate that keeps this normally at five days a week. Uh, in this case, three days a week, um, the past two weeks. Um, but we also, uh, Steve did not stop there and he was like, but wait, there's more. We are also going to take a portion of every donation and we are going to put it into amazing water well efforts across the globe and even here stateside amongst First Nations people. So uh, we're going to play a quick well spot and then we're going to get going. In the midst of Rose and her friend Kamiati's joyous celebration of the drilling of a new water well, a painful memory from Rose's past comes to mind. Both Justine, Rose's daughter, and Amina, Kamiati's daughter, would routinely get up early in the morning in order to make the trek to the closest water source. As the girls were collecting water one morning, Justine ventured too far into the deeper water and tragically drowned. It's been seven years since Justine's untimely passing. There hasn't been any other options for water. But that's all changing. The prayers of Rose and her friends for a pure, clean water source have been answered, and they are overwhelmed by God's goodness. This new water well is the result of the generosity shown by you, our Elijah Streams partners. The difficult journey to the polluted water source for Rose and her neighbors is almost at an end, and it's because of you. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. All right. So Illumination reminded me, thankfully, um, before the show that we have been, as as you are all aware by now, we are releasing all of our former teaching series um, and we are putting them on our podcast platforms. 
And so this Saturday, November 4th, all four episodes of our Fivefold Ministry Explained teaching series with DeMonte Edmonds is going to be released. Um, and that was a great series. Um, it was one that I really wanted to touch on was the fivefold ministry. A lot of this too has been me going, okay, what were some things that I wasn't taught when I became a Christian? Um, and uh, things that, you know, my denomination kind of glossed over. Um, and actually, yeah, it's been about one year after the initial release. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I forgot about that, Nish. Uh, it came out, like I think, like December of last year, November, December of last year. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great, uh, if you're curious about any of them, um, you know, DeMonte is a great, he's very well equipped to teach on this subject um, of, you know, what's the prophet's role in the church? What's the pastor's role? What's a teacher's role? What's an apostle's role? What's an evangelist's role? And and um, it's just really great uh, for him to share his experience, him being an apostolic leader, uh, being able to speak to all those different five elements within the fivefold ministry. So it's a great series that is tomorrow, Saturday, November 4th, releasing all at the same time. So you have four to, to, to peruse and dine on. Um, also, I wanted to remind you guys, if you missed it, we started a new teaching series. Uh, called uh, spiritual war, uh, sp spiritual warfare. Oh my goodness, my brain right now. Spiritual warfare explained, right? <laughs> it's it's really good though. Um, do not make do not take my lack of being able to pronounce the title correctly as my lack of enthusiasm because we actually just recorded part two this morning, which will air next week. Um, and guys, we get into the nitty gritty. It's super good. That's what I love about these teaching series. We always do like a, a nice overview in the first one. And then the the subsequent episodes, we really dive deep. Um, and so it's really good, you guys. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. If you have not checked out part one, definitely worth your time. If if you guys don't know who Julie Lopez is, who is who is doing the teaching series with us, she was a raised as a fifth generation witch in her family in Colombia. And God got a hold of her. And so um, it, she has a really unique being able to talk about spiritual warfare, having been on the other side of this and how they used to manipulate things in the spirit, being very well of demons, being very well of the significance of blood, being very well of, of curses and speaking words out. Her knowledge of that now being redeemed, uh, it's just, it's awesome, you guys. So you're, you're going to love part two. If you haven't checked out part one, please go and uh, check that out. Listen to it, watch it uh, wherever you watch or listen to this show. So, all right, guys, we're going to jump in. Um, I really enjoyed this guest last time he was on. Uh, he's a minister through his online platform, Grace to Change, um, and he has a lot of wisdom to share. We're going to be talking about a great subject today. So let's give it up for our guest today, Tommy John. Tommy! Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Hey, man, you just got back from work. You're ready to go. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, really quick, why don't you tell people what Grace to Change is for those who maybe missed your last episode? Okay, so Grace to Change is actually a ministry that the Lord has given me. Um, it's really geared towards um, just sharing my own personal story uh, coming out of a homosexual lifestyle and really trying to reach and I'm um, really encourage mothers and fathers out there to continue to contend for their sons and daughters mm. who are in that particular community. So that's what it's really dedicated for grace to change. So okay. yeah, that's a little bit about it. 
Yeah, and the link is in the description, everybody. If you yeah. want to go check it out, and we'll we'll plug it one more time at the end, Tommy, just to just to drive it home. Um, so okay, what are we going to be talking about today, Tommy? Uh, we're going to be talking about the heart. But first, before I get started, I actually want to just say thank you, Jeff, for um, it's really an honor just to be on this platform, and also too just want to give thanks to your team as well. Mm. We have a great team. Yeah, honestly, man, I couldn't do it without them. They're so great. So honestly, Tommy, it's it's an honor myself. Uh, it is an honor for me too. And um, I just, I, I love what God is doing in your life. And we just really want to celebrate that victory with you. Um, so yeah, man. And all the wisdom you have, all the knowledge. Yeah. So, <laughs> I try a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, I really want to just talk about like the heart, um, what the Lord's been really just sharing um, with me concerning that. And why is it so important? Um, I remember uh, a while back, um, the Lord asked me a question and it was something that was kept repeating throughout like a whole week. And the question was, is your heart healthy? Is your heart healthy? And that was one of the things where I had to constantly, and I, I, I really feel every believer has to go through um, really self-examination in regards to our hearts. Um, and so the Lord was really just weighing in on the heart so the Bible references the heart more than 800 times. And I thought, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. If the, if the, if the, if the Lord is actually putting some high importance on the heart, then it's pretty, it's pretty important yeah. that we should look at this particular thing and what the Lord is really talking about in regards to our own personal hearts. So there's a scripture, and it's really kind of an opening scripture that I want to just talk about too, that the Lord is really just driving in me in regards to the heart. And it's found in Proverbs 4, 23. Um, it reads, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. So that word diligence really means to keep guard, to be watchful of it. Uh, for out of it springs the issues of life. Hmm. So I really dialogued with the Lord about this too, um, in regards to um, where it says, for out of it springs the issues of life. Hmm. Um, and especially to uh, me, as far as just having a platform or actually just being a, a minister in regards to other individuals. So the thing with the heart is that the Bible says it springs the issues of life. Now, if our hearts are not healthy, um, the thing is, when we minister to people, we have to understand that people drink from the wells of our heart. Hmm. They drink from the wells of our heart. So the conditions of our heart matters, especially when we are ministering. And what I feel like the Lord is really doing for a lot of individuals um, in this season is really taking them in a place of doing some heart examinations. I feel like the Lord is calling many folks to ministry, but many folks have not really reached it because they're just still dealing with some heart issues oh, that they have not dealt with. Um, I speak from my own personal experience. I'll share my story. Yeah. On it. But in regards to ministering to people, um, in a place, whether if we're offended, can really do some damage to um, the people that are really we're witnessing to. Yep. So the Bible talks about do not grieve the Holy Spirit. It gives a listing of, of things, how we can grieve the Holy Spirit in Ephesians um, 4, 25 to 31. Um, the thing is with um, when we get into a place of uh, ministering to folks, because that's what the Bible tells us as believers. We're supposed to go out to all nations preaching the gospel and at the same time, this is where we see a lot of people preaching. Um, the Bible is the good news. It's not It's not the bad news, right? So what? 
Tommy, what? <laughs> it's not the bad news. You know, we have a good father, not a godfather that wants to take people out. And yeah. I feel like um, sometimes when we look at God through the lens of being vengeful and being angry and all this other stuff, we can minister out of that place to people. And this is why we don't see a lot of people coming into the kingdom of God, because we're going out there um, preaching this angry Lord, this angry Jesus to people. And because the Bible says that it's his loving kindness that draws us to repentance. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, um, some of us might miss that mark in regards to that, and especially how we bring it to uh, how we bring the gospel to other people. Yeah. Well, and really quick, Tommy, do you feel like too, there's like this burden we impose upon ourselves of like, well, I need to be the Holy spirit for people. I need to point out all the error of their ways because (laughs) then how else are they going to know? And I'm like, Dude, like so many people, when you had an encounter with the Lord, you came to him just as you were, and he did the work of yes. of cleaning us up, you know? Yes, it's definitely true. I, I'm especially in my early years, because especially as news believers, we get like, um, uh, we get overly zealous. Yes. We, we want to, yeah, I definitely out. was, yeah. we definitely want to live out the word and and some of us, uh, me personally, I wouldn't say I wouldn't paint a broad picture, but as far as it just me, my personal self, there's some things where I kind of made a little few errors when it came to ministering to people to where it left a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. And now where I'm at, and especially knowing a little bit better and being a little bit wiser after just being in the Lord for so many years, um, I wish I, I wish I could see them all over and actually minister to them a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with the, like, with that being said, as far as in just my own personal, um, going through pretty much allowing the Lord to do heart surgery, just getting into that place and being vulnerable to the Lord, because there's some, especially the times that we're living in right now, um, what's going on in Israel, what's going on in the political arena, all this other stuff, it can really go into a place of, um, this is where it's important. Our hearts are important when we're ministering to people. And um, we can show personal biases. Um, not only that, we can show personal biases to other people because we don't like what what party they're running for or whatever the case may be. Now, I remember I was, um, it was a mentor of mine and I remember him asking me a particular question. And the question was, was can you honestly give a prophetic word to uh, Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And and especially if my view is if my viewpoint, and especially because the Lord had to take me to a place of being delivered in 2019 in regards to a political spirit. Now, the thing is with that, I had to sit with that because it was it was it was really aiming into my heart to see if I was able to speak a good word because the Lord is always speaking a good word over people. Hmm. And the thing is. The thing is with that, that again, um, my personal biases was was triggered because I'm like, I don't know if I can, because all I see <laughs> is the negative things yeah. that I don't like about an individual. Yeah. Now being it, forget all the political stuff, but I'm just talking about people we may not like. Mm-hmm. But the thing is too, now our hearts matter because if I go to a place and try to minister to somebody I don't like, so I, I, I recommend you don't do that because you don't want to um, speak something that might really uh, offend that yeah, your might, soul. You're, yeah. you're, you're speaking from your soul, not from the spirit. Yeah. 
Because you can go into a place of damaging someone mm -hmm. when the Lord intended to encourage them. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. And, and those are those things where the Lord had to really do something within me, where I had to go into a place of just allowing him to sift some things within my heart because yeah. some things weren't, weren't right. So <laughs> a funny story. And actually, it's just a personal testimony of mine in regards to dealing with offense that kind of led into a place of bitterness. Mm. Um, the thing is with, with offense, um, offense is really a gateway drug to, to bitterness. Now, the thing okay. is, that's good. So yeah, it's good. The thing is with offense, I remember one year the Lord is actually doing something in me. And so leaning back into people, the Lord really trying to take people into a place of ministry, but what's in their heart dealing with offense is really kind of hindering them from actually um, accelerating. So the thing is with the, when the Lord began to do a work in my heart concerning some heart wounds, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I was in my own personal church for three years, offended, offended with someone in leadership. Now, the thing is, what it did to me is where I couldn't, I just couldn't, I didn't have it in me to listen to what they had to say. I sat there just, just miserable and just, just sitting there in bitterness and just in my own uh, pairs of uh, certain things. Now, um, the Lord kind of led me into a place of actually addressing the individual. Now, that took me three years to do that. Uh, but what the what the what the enemy did was he was trying to tell me why are you going to mention it three years later? They probably don't even remember. It was yeah. the, the, the enemy was to keep me in that place yeah. of not of not really getting healed or not really addressing an issue. Um, he would tell me certain things like, and I would fall for it because I was just like sitting there listening to it, and I was um really just feeding on what the lies of the enemy was trying to say, because I would think like, why would I even bring it up? They were going to, they already forgot about it. Yeah. You know? But um, the Lord prompted me to actually meet up with one of my leaders from my church and over breakfast. And um, I began just to um, share with them. And it was, it was from a healthy place because I was, the Lord was leading me in this. So I began to sit there and just share with them why I was offended. And um, as I did that, in that moment after saying what I needed to say, I heard the Holy Spirit say, "You don't, you don't need a, you don't need a response from them. You just need to release what you have." Yeah. And and the thing is, worse, where for me personally, I just needed just to release what I was carrying in my heart, because mm -hmm. the Lord began to share with me what bitterness was doing, what offense was doing to me in my own personal life and actually seeing my life accelerated in the things that God had for me. Um, the Lord began to paint this picture for me because I'm, I love DC. I love comic, uh, comic Woo, Tommy. I love DC. So the Lord began to just share with me about Superman and Dude, how, how you like Superman. I love Superman. I love the Dude, Flash. Me love too. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Lord began to share with me that that bitterness and offense was my was my kryptonite. Yeah. As Superman, especially when it comes to Superman, Superman really couldn't do a lot of stuff. He couldn't fly. He was powerless when kryptonite was near. Mm -hmm. So there's some the Lord and the Holy Spirit began to share with me the, that exactly what it was to me. Kryptonite wasn't allowing me to accelerate in the things that God had for me. I wasn't able to move in the things of the Holy Spirit because offense was sitting at my heart hmm. and um, was sitting at my heart. So when I began to address that and begin to release that, 
There is so much stuff that actually took place to where I now I'm actually I'm actually flying in my ministry. I'm doing certain things. The Lord's called me out. All this other stuff. Like as soon as I did that, uh, acceleration began to hit my life. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com/give. Like crazy. And, and those are those things where the, for the viewers, like if you're dealing with any kind of offense or bitterness towards someone, I would just, I would just ask you just to just allow the Holy Spirit just to lead you in that. And it might not look like my story and address it in an individual. It might, it might look like that too, but I encourage you to, to actually dialogue with the Holy Spirit because those are those things, because he knows, he knows our hearts. And the thing is, I feel like he's really in this season is really trying to coach us into a place of getting healthy. Yeah. And yeah. getting healthy. Um, there's just scripture in Hebrews 12, verses 15. In um, verses 14, it talks about um, dealing with holiness that we can't see, that we cannot see the Lord. Um, of dealing with living a, as we uh, as far as in living a life in holiness, we are able to see the Lord. Uh, but in verse 15, it says, um, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. So if there's a bitter root and it's talking about defiling many, sometimes we can hurt people by what we say, oh, yeah. by what we speak. And the thing is, the Bible teaches us um, several times throughout scripture uh, and especially too, and I believe it's in Proverbs that, that there, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes we can get into a place of not realizing what kind of authority and power we carry in our mouth. And especially when we're speaking, trying to speak God's heart. And and it can do a voiceover, especially too, when God is intended to encourage someone, the bitterness of our heart is being laced over it. So it's over, it's doing a voice over God's intended word for an individual. Yep. So, you know, yeah. it, and that's very important to me because. Um, there's so much stuff that <laughs> I just love. I just love the prophetic. I just love hearing God's heart for individuals mm-hmm. and really just trying to train people in that because it's so important because we can get caught up what's going on in the world or even our own personal lives at home or work or what or whatever that may look like. Um, but the whole examining ourselves is so important because the attitude of our heart, pretty much the attitude, the Lord is really trying to check the attitudes of our heart. And then when we get into that place to do that heart check and really just allow the Lord just to unveil what's what's there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, uh, it's not always nice when he does No, that. it's not. Especially <laughs> when it's like there's legit offense and then you realize that it's an issue with your heart. Like something happened and and it's like rather than releasing it, like there's something it's like. I would say at this point in my walk, I'm not seeking to hold on to offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes people may, may be stuck in a cyclical cycle and they're always trying to hold on to offense and twist things around to make themselves look like the victim. But I, I can recognize it as a poison holding on to offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, that's a bitter pill sometimes, Tommy, to like, to, to have the mirror turned on you when you're in a time with the Lord and you realize, Oh, it's my heart. My heart is the issue. You know, that's, that's not fun. And, and, and you know, I, I love, so there's, there's this thing. Uh, well, there's a scripture in the old Testament. 
where the Lord is instructing Moses to go ahead and just build the whole tabernacle and the mm-hmm. layout. Well, there's a point, I, I don't reco- uh, recall the verse, but um, you guys can, um, whoever's on the live, you guys can actually post it on the yeah. chat. But anyways, um, it's talking about um, how all the women gather together and they gather their mirrors because they were, they were creating the, the brazen laver. And they begin to, um, throughout history, you read it, they, they hammered the mirrors into the brazen laver. And this is where the priests would have to cleanse themselves and wash mm-hmm. themselves before they go into, uh, into the tabernacle. What I love about that particular artifact, and especially um, how the Bible talks about um, dealing with the washing of the word, right? The, the washing of the word. And how important getting into the word is, and especially when it comes to our heart, because it, it rejuvenates us, it, it renews us, it washes us, right? So this particular artifact, um, with the, how the priests would do it, well, they would wash themselves, and it's so significant. Exodus would, 38, 8. Yes. Is, there you go. So they would begin to, <laughs> they would begin to wash themselves, but as they washed themselves in the brazen laver, it was mirrors inside. So they would see the reflection. Interesting. So just like when we get into the word of God, the Lord of God begins to expose our very hearts, right? Yeah. And it begins, it's like a, we're looking into a mirror and we're beginning to gaze upon ourselves. And this is where the Lord begins to show us who we really are, mm-hmm. especially if we can't see who we are, other people can see who we really are. But when we get into the word, we begin to see ourselves and the Lord begins to do some do something in us because his, his word is alive and active, right? Mm-hmm. So it's revealing the hearts of men and women in this time. And I really feel like, when we submit to that and submit to the changes that he wants us to really go into, um, there's just, there's nothing that we cannot do. Right. right. With the right. help of the Holy spirit behind us, but he's really trying to get into that and the importance of the word and get it in the word to allow it to wash us. This is where we go into uh, Romans 12, one and two, where it talks about the renewing of our mind, right? Yeah. Um, the renewing of our mind and really just getting into that place uh, because when we get it here, it begins to go down into the into the heart. We have to get to the heart, and this is the heart. The heart matters, right? The heart matters. So the Lord, uh, <laughs> it's just so amazing because there's a scripture. I actually want to read it. It's in Psalms 39, verses 23 and 24. It's mm-hmm. in the message. It's in, I love the message, but it says, "Investigate my life." Like yeah. <laughs> investigate, investigate my life. Oh God, find out everything about me cross-examine and test me get a clear picture of what i'm about see for yourself whether if i've done anything wrong then guide me on the road to eternal life Mm. so like uh when we get into that place of and allowing the lord to investigate us like he leaves nothing uh he leaves no uh no stone unturned like he just begins to show us certain things Mm -hmm. and i love that because even king david even King David, he even knew that his heart was sick. This is why we see in scripture in Psalms 51 and believe first time where he says, creating me a clean heart. Mm-hmm. He knew, he knew, he knew and his heart wasn't healthy. And this is where I was just sharing with an individual that we have to get into a place of keeping our hearts clean. Yeah. And the thing is, David did so many things and we see his story with you know um sending a uh an innocent man into the uh into into battle obviously he got killed but he took his wife and all that other stuff but yet david and against we see in bible that god said that david was a man after god's own heart Mm -hmm. and it's like david always went back to repentance yeah 
So yeah, and that's the most important posture I think in our lives. Like, um, is is always like Jesus is our he's like square one. He's he's foundation. So whether you're happy, sad, you sinned, whatever it is, you run to him. And and so yeah, with everything. And the, the thing that I love about that psalm as well, Psalm 139, is just before that, those two verses, David in his passionate way is like, Do I not hate those who hate you and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. But then he immediately says, Search me and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And he's like, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So even when he says this just passion-filled, zealous-filled statement, he then says, search me, God. If there's anything in me that's not of you, remove it. And I love that. It's uh, so good. Yeah, because it just shows his humanity. It shows his, obviously, there's stories in, that show David's humanity as well. But like you were talking about, Tommy, his posture is that he always reoriented himself before the Lord. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, th- yeah, the whole heart posture is so important. And especially to um, of just keeping that in check, in line, and constantly going over just, again, I, mean, I can't say this enough, just dealing with the heart check and just allowing the Holy Spirit just to investigate us and just really go into the place of just like searching us out. Um, and there's, and especially too, there's one, uh, there's a particular ways that God, obviously God, there, God speaks in many ways. And the thing is that sometimes God will speak to us through dreams. Um, and I, lo- I love dreams. And <laughs> the thing is, too, sometimes when we can't see ourselves, the Lord will begin to show us through dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, there's, and when the Lord begins to do that, um, he's really trying to nudge us into a place of dealing with correcting what needs to be straightened out. Right. And, and, and it's, he's doing it in his loving kindness, uh, really to, to get us in a place of just, uh, being right, um, not only with just with him, but also too with those around us, right? So he's called us to um, um, not only just to um, love our brothers and sisters that are around us, but to even those ones who uh, who curse us, right? Bless those who curse you. Mm-hmm. And I think some we can get caught up in that of of being in a place now. Particular me, I'm in an environment too that um, individuals are pre-saved; they're not saved yet, but they will be. And I minister to people within my own workspace. And there's so sometimes it gets a little overwhelming at the workplace. So if you guys are working right now, you guys understand that what that can be, what that might look like, mm-hmm. and just being that peacemaker too. But we can get caught up sometimes in conver- in the conversations and the flow of of how other people are maneuvering or how they're operating. But those are those things where we dial back, we dial back and begin to just like um, not get caught up not get caught up with the flow of, of the current of what's taking place, but realize how we can go into a place of being utilized in that and being the peacemakers that uh, Christ has called us to be. Mm. And um, uh, that's one thing that I love is just really trying to be that person um, and really just, just bringing the good news to those. And really the thing is like, for me personally, walking out a place of bitterness, walking out of a place of offense, um, when you overcome something, you have authority over it. And the thing is, too, when I when I've done when I've dealt with that, I saw it try to reel reel its ugly head again. Oh, sure. Around in my life, too, uh-huh. where I had to I recognize what it was, 
and then I shut it down. So I, I see when people are around me sometimes, and you can hear it in their language, and you can hear it in their language and their posture and how they how they word stuff to where I can recognize it because I've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, sometimes I go into that place. I'm obviously not like how I used to minister before uh, when I first got saved. Uh-huh. You know, like I see that, you know, you need an X, Y, and Z. You no, know, I kind of like do, I do it with love and just be like, and just really go into a place of just leading them out of that because, and really just don't go down that road and just encourage, don't, don't go down that road because I know what that road looks like. I dealt with it for three years. That was the worst three years of my life. Wow. Sitting in sitting in uh sitting in church, not be even not being able to listen to what the preachers or anybody had to say because I was offended with who was up there. So mm. those are those things where God had to really deal with me and he had to he had to uh get into that place. But this is where it comes into a place of uh God is really doing something with the heart, and the heart is important. Yeah, our hearts are important because it's it's the issues that flow out of it. That's what uh, Proverbs four twenty three was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Tommy, we actually have a couple of questions, and I think okay. they're really good. Jillian, who always asks the best questions uh, from the chat, uh, she says, "Does Tommy have thoughts on whether there's a difference between being hurt and being offended? Why or why not?" So for me. Um, uh, for me, I would say, and this is something I mentioned before, when we're dealing with offense, um, you'll you'll know <laughs> how you will know. You will is, know, yes. You, that, I mean, there it goes. Hopefully that answered you. <laughs> no, you will know. This is what I'll say you'll know is when you see that person that did something to you wrong and you see them coming to a room and then you get that ugh, that ugh feeling in you, there's something there. There's something there still. So when that person may walk into the room and they don't bother you, it's really nothing. It's really nothing there. If there's nothing there that bothers you, you'll notice that little trigger that triggers you. If that person triggers you, then there's probably still something there that needs to be dealt with. Now, if you can go into a room with an individual and they don't bother you, then you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of those. I had a lot of those. 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 I'm sure you did. (laughs) Three years worth of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Like, because I think too, even just with like, just in my own thoughts with the being hurt versus being offended, I think it really depends. I, you know, because I can see something that someone says, some random person on social media, or they say something about, you know, someone I care about or whatever, and there can be offense there. And it could be dealt, it could be momentary offense. Um, but yeah, I think it, 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 I think I being offended can be like, I'm offended on behalf of this person, you know, which obviously could be a form of hurt. Sure. Um, but those things can be dealt with in the moment or over the span of a couple of days, if it takes that long of always just taking it before the Lord, always just taking it before the Lord. And letting your heart be bare before him that you end up just moving on from that thing. Um, you know, I find that like, even when I'm, I see someone that offended me or there's a, I, I take up offense in my heart. I immediately, I try as best I can just say, Lord, I just release them. I forgive yeah. them. Uh, they, they see through a glass dimly. They know not what they do. They know not what they're saying. It could be yeah. a lot of different things, yeah. but I, just trying to address it immediately when it happens and if it takes a couple of days not deal 
not allowing the enemy to try and come in and bring shame as a result. Oh, you should, you're a Christian. You shouldn't be, you should be able to forgive them right away. I'm like, well, this is where I'm at, God. And, you know, I just trust that if I abide in you and I lay my heart bare before you, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be released. It's going to go away. I love how you mentioned, um, taking up other people's offense because he yeah. says about another individual the struggles real tommy the struggle is real <laughs> <laughs> no that's so that's so good because i think that kind of falls under uh, mm-hmm. all of that too because we could get into unnecessary offense uh for some stuff that wasn't even meant towards us but again too it was for through people that we cared about and i love how you mentioned just dealing with addressing it right there and then yeah. um and i think though those were uh, if i known that then I would have definitely did that, like you know. So those are those things. So when God walked me out through that, um, the whole healing process was taking place and still taking place. And the thing is too, and it's not. Um, I love how Jesus says too, especially when someone uh, does something against you too. Forget them. Yep. You know, Peter said. I think Peter was dialoguing with the Lord, and Jesus began to say, "Forgive them seventy times seven, Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a consistent. Sometimes it can be a little a consistency on that. And just because you don't feel it in that moment doesn't mean that the Lord is not working on it. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it'll go for it. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, I was just going to say because then again, like I was talking about, if we can expect an instantaneous, okay, I, I forgave them. Why do I still feel this way? Uh, and then shame can come in. Condemnation can come. Satan's a legalist, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that Jennifer Evas says that I love. She's like, Satan is a legalist. Like he's always going to hold things over you. Um, and it's so true uh, because, you know, it's like the blood of Jesus and scripture is very clear on you know, your freedom in this area because you confessed it, whatever. And Satan's like, Oh, but remember you said it. And you yeah. said, you know, and like he doesn't want to let you, he doesn't want to let you move beyond that point. Um, so there's always going to be yeah, shame, all kinds of other things that'll, that'll kind of heap on you. So. Yeah, that's definitely true because especially when it dealing with the whole shame part of certain things that we and who we're talking about offense in our own personal hearts for other people who have done us wrong, but yeah. too, we have to. It works both ways. We may have offended someone, right? And those are those things where we're, we have to. And I'm always aware of certain things. Like if I sometimes I can be straightforward, and sometimes people don't know how to handle that. And it's not that I'm coming from an ugly place from it uh-huh. when I say something. But sometimes I will notice uh, someone's facial expressions, and maybe it came off, it rubbed them wrong. Yeah, the Bible talks about to lay down your gift and go make it right with your brother mm. if you think if you think you've offended them. Yeah, and I that's where I go into a place where let me go get this right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, most of the time they'll be like, "No, I didn't see nothing wrong with that," or "No, I, I do the same thing, Tommy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sometimes, and it's more of your clear conscience mm-hmm. to to get into that place of just getting it right because yeah. as if you don't. Who just to say that they actually did get offended and now they have issues. Right. Well, I just, I, and I, I'm, I would imagine you feel exactly the same way. And a lot of people would probably feel the same way, but for me, it's just like, I don't want, I don't want anyone to actually take up bitterness or offense as a result of something that I did. And it was a misunderstanding or yeah, maybe I was a little too blunt, direct. Um, and so for me, it's always just, it is that constant analysis of my heart posture. Cause I've gone up to people and been like, Hey, 
I apologize if I, you know, because I was maybe it was just like I was a little more snippy than I intended to be. And I didn't want to just leave it there because I'm like, I just want to let you know, like, no, like if if you and it's not me being overly sensitive, like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. It's just a constant analysis of my heart of making sure that like, hey, if I and, and sometimes I may say something and I felt a little bit a little hint of testiness within me that they couldn't detect, but I could. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. And so for me, it's going to them be like, hey, I just want to make sure we're okay. I came in with a little too hot and heavy with my response. <laughs> I apologize. Yes. <laughs> I, I I definitely understand that, Jeff. You're yeah. talking about language because yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's yeah. where I, right there, especially too. It's like I, I know that wasn't my heart attention, but sometimes too, even recognizing those things where it's like that came off a little hard, yeah. or you know uh, something was on that. And let me just get this yeah. situated because, and it's like just for me personally, I'm just you know dotting on my eyes and crossing all my T's. Yeah, I just I really just want to walk that walk with the Lord in a place of. Um, really just um, be pure in heart. Um, there's a scripture in Matthew 5, 8, where it says um, Jesus is actually dealing with the Beatitudes and really just uh, giving the sermon. It talks about blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. And this is the things where it's like, I want to see more of the Lord um, because especially too, is just keeping my heart in a pure, uh, pure place. And I think, well, we read scriptures too, where it says that, um, that our hearts are, are, are wicked and deceiving who can know it, but God. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we can read this verse and then I have questions like, Lord, what is it? You know, <laughs> like, but it's really uh, keeping in that place of just, uh, it's allowing the Lord to really just do his um, examinations, walking it through, um, just uh, Lord cleanse me. Like David said in Psalms 51 10. And then, and it's really experiencing God in a supernatural where we're able to see him, where we're able to see what heaven is doing and how, what he wants to say to other individuals. And this has everything to do with ministering to other mm. people. And, um, and really just going into that place and just uh, laying on the operating table and just um, just allowing the Lord just to do the work and really submitting to that. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I really want to weigh in on, too, with um, I was really submitting to that because when I was in a hurt place, it was hard to me, for me to submit um, in a place of because it uh, dealing with all of that offense or whatever, what that was in my heart, it really went into a place. It could take us to some ugly places. It really, really can. It really going yeah. into a place of dishonoring. And the th- I remember, and I'll share this particular part, um, uh, going into a place of dishonoring. Not that I was like, just like, the Lord began to share with me because I was sitting in church and I was, I couldn't, I couldn't just listen to the word at all. Like, I just felt like I didn't want to hear nothing that came out of their mouths. I was just so, I was just, I was done. I was sitting there. And I remember the Lord was walking me through this. And this is after the Lord was walking me through my process of healing in this, now addressing it and stuff. And and he began to tell me, Tommy, he's a, if you, if you dishonor my word, if you're dishonoring my word, especially coming at it from the man of God, if you're dishonoring my word, it's like, it's like a, a ceiling over your head to receive revelation. You can't receive nothing mm. if you're dishonoring um, those who I've placed in front of you. And the thing is too, um, so with that, I had to learn how to go into a place of 
it's like you're learning all over again. I'm like, I'm dealing with the fence now. I'm learning. Now I'm over here dishonoring. Yeah. I need to learn how to mm-hmm. honor. So the Lord took me into the place of learning how to honor people. You can't, you can't dishonor anyone and expect to receive anything that they carry. Wow. Yeah. So the, so the thing is, when I begin to honor and show honor to those who, whether they open doors for me or whether if it, um, whether my pastor, your leaders, or whoever may be, you you can gain so much more from the Lord. And this is where it talks about too the prophet's reward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it talks about too just dealing with the honor of uh, um, dealing with honor. And it's like I wanna I wanna receive I wanna receive uh, um, revelation and understanding that people have walked out and gained so much wisdom from the Lord. And those are those things where um, the Lord had to really just um, teach me in this. But the Lord had to do the whole adjusting in my heart because I'm like, man, uh, it's time to get healed because I'm missing out on so much that he has for me. Yeah, was- the fullness that God, of, of what God has for us, it does mean doing uncomfortable, sometimes even painful things like laying down your offense and even acknowledging, ah, this is me, like is the case with you, like realizing, oh, three years had gone by with my offense. Like, are they even going to, they're not even going to remember what they did, you know, and we hold on to these things and we can replay them in our minds over and over again. And so it can be very painful to forgive someone who is never, may never even see the error of their ways, as is the case. People have heard me share my story of that many times um, over the, over the years. But yeah, sometimes it just mean Tommy, like doing uncomfortable unpleasant things to move into the fullness that god has for you so it's yeah definitely true Mm. it's definitely true major ouch man (laughs) major ouch so tommy actually someone else had a question saul said can you still have offense and or bitterness in your heart even after forgiving a person okay i think this is a really good subject really multifaceted uh so i would love to hear your thoughts we can talk about that for a bit uh so dylan when we ask the lord for forgiveness because the bible says that he is just to forgive so we have to know him for what his word says and there's a thing called walking out our 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 healing and sometimes again too uh it'll it it could be a process for some of us yeah um and and again too uh this is where i mentioned earlier where peter asked like you know dealing with um, forgiveness 70 times seven sometimes it's like i feel like it's still there but i i don't care i'm gonna do it as many times as i need to lord i release this to you but i understand that you are just to forgive and i receive your forgiveness right the 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 divine exchange Right. I just heard the sermon just recently dealing with the divine exchange. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I pretty much sow this dishonor. I pretty much exchanged this dishonor for double honor. Right. So and we're exchanging what we're feeling within our heart. And so dealing with that, those are those things where we give to the Lord and we have to we have to believe for what his word says that he is just to forgive us and kind of walk that thing out with him and walk out the healing process of that. And again, too, it might look different from a lot of us. Um, it might look different uh, for a lot of us. So what that may, whatever the fence may look like, um, however deep it may have ran or how long it's been there um, and how dealing with, because it's talking about a bitter root. Is there a root there? It's pro. So we have to get to the root of the issue. 
Yeah. So when we when we kill the root of the issue, all the other fruits will fall off. Our whole attitude would change off. So dealing with um, a f- offended heart, sometimes we'll see pride within us. We'll see aggression. We'll see, we'll, we'll see either we're passive aggressive or dealing with lack of compassion towards other people. Those are just like little fruits. But when we get to the root of bitterness, all that other stuff will come off. Then you will see us with a softer heart. You'll see us more joyful. You'll see us more peaceful, um, you know, rested. We're not stressing out over what's taking place of what someone did to us. We're really in a place of rest. But um, yeah, that's what I would I would say for you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and I think too, again, it's just a being... Satan is going to be the one that's going to want to try and be like, ha, see, uh, you said you forgave them and look at your heart still. And I think that Tommy said something really important, which is like, it's going to look different and it's not going to look the same every single time. I think for me, Tommy, there've been times when, like, I remember there was this one, I keep going back to this story. So I feel like I'm supposed to share it. Um, when I was in YWAM, we did these things called Nikos, which was like a, a wilderness thing. And you go out for a couple of days and it's like pure survival. And you're with a team of people and you have to you have like a small amount of rations and you have to ration them out. And um, you're going on a lot of hikes. And um, uh, and so there was a time where we were doing a ministry time. And there's this guy that was on my team who honestly was a jerk. Like he was a jerk. Uh, undeniably, other people were like, what's that guy's problem? And um, I really struggled with him. And, uh, and then the Lord said, I want you to go give him this prophetic word. And I was like, Ooh, man, <laughs> good, good for no, you. <laughs> no, God. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, and he, so I did, I just postured myself in humility and I gave it to him and I could, t- I could feel something shift in, in the dynamic between the two of us because I did it with, with an honest, pure heart posture. I immediately took everything. I shelved it. And I said, you know what, God, like you want to connect with this guy. You want to speak to him. And that's what I care about. Not my, not my offense. I'm going to lay that down. And that was what shifted the dynamic between the two of us. Cause we still had like another two days together or something like that. And from that point on, it was completely different. There have been other times where it did not happen that quickly. Um, and I had to, I forgave someone and I felt like that living sacrifice was continuing to jump off the altar. <laughs> like I like set it down. I was like, okay, hey, we're good. And I turn around and it hops off the altar, you know? And so it can look different and to be patient, be kind to yourself. Don't listen to the voice of the accuser saying that you're, you should be ashamed of yourself or your garbage or any of those other things that Satan will say to people and to just continue to lay your heart bare before the Lord, continue to have that pure heart posture before the Lord and continue to pray that prayer. Those last two verses of Psalm 139, if there's ever a prayer to pray at the beginning of the day, it's those two verses Um, at the beginning and the end of the day, multiple times a day, if you have to, um, to, to just to, to be patient with yourself though, I think is a really important thing of just like, Hey, like we know we have a guarantee. If we seek his face and we lay ourselves bare before him and we allow him into the deepest parts of our heart to search and to analyze us, you will be conformed to the image of Christ. Yes. If you're taking that posture of humility. I, I love how you mentioned dealing with how the accuser of the brethren mm-hmm. accuses us day and night. Yeah. And- 
He's and a this, total turd, man. <laughs> and, and honestly, sometimes the thoughts that we think are not even our own. Right. Like it's yeah. really him just throwing darts. And that, now we're going into the place of self condemnation yeah. of like, this is me. Why do I feel this way? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and really just trying to entrap us and snare us. He's a, he tries to bring snares and really trying to get us into a place of just trapping us in that area. But when we begin to recognize the thing, and it's like, it's already been, when we recognize what it is, it's already been exposed and God's really trying to do, um, really trying to walk you out through that. But yeah, it's so int- this is really good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, people, people are really liking it, Tommy. It's it's really blessing. I saw a couple of, I needed to hear that in the live chat. So um, yeah, man, I, I just think the heart is, especially as we enter into this new year, um, it's going to be very important. I think that you asked a really, the, you recounting what a friend asked you, hey, could you give Nancy Pelosi a, a, a word, a prophetic word? You're like, yeah, I could. God's displeased with you. You know, <laughs> it's like, like and making sure to analyze our hearts to be like, no, like God loves these people and yeah. he desires them to be in communion, communion with him. And that, oh man. Yeah, that's a big one, man. It's just like analyzing our hearts this this coming year, even as we enter into the holidays. We all have we all have someone in our lives that's a yeah. challenge in our family, um, and so making sure that our hearts are pure before the Lord, so huge, man. It's definitely going to work out for our benefit. Like when we get into that place, like God has so much good things in store. Yeah, um, and uh, again, too, like the whole Nancy Pelosi thing. I struggled with that one. That was, yeah, that sure. was like, but I love, I love the wisdom that came from it. Like, could you honestly, and I'm like, Oh man, because again, too, uh, again, God's constantly always speaking a good word over people. And it was just really trying to challenge me in an area that really did something. And really just in my heart, just started shattering just the hardness of it uh, from that. But yeah, absolutely. Well, Tommy, I would love for you to pray for, pray for people that maybe in that place of, you know, there's been some conviction. Um, maybe there's some just, they've been allowing the voice of the accuser to come in and hit them when they've already released something. Um, he's just being a legalist and lording. But I just pray however you feel led, man. All right. All right. So, Father, we just thank you right now. Mm-hmm. We just do the great exchange, the great mm-hmm. divine exchange, Lord. We just give up any kind of bitterness, any kind of hurt, offense. And Father, we just we just ask you that you would just release healing over your children. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And we just silence every voice of the enemy that tries to tell them any other, anything different than what your word says over them. Yeah. Father, you have called them chosen. You have called them healed. You have sent your word to heal them. So, Father, we just thank you that they are the pure in heart. They are walking out. Matthew 5, 8, Father, they are blessed and they are pure of heart and they shall see what you are doing. Uh-huh. And Father, we just thank you that we will keep our hearts steadfast and just continually to keep that prayer, Father, creating us a clean heart that uh, and renew a steadfast spirit within us, Father. We just thank you. We glorify you, Lord God. And I just pray mm-hmm. for every individual, Lord God, that you will give them the tools and strategies how to walk this out. Father, that you are the healer, Jesus. You are the healer, and you are healing your people now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. All right, Tommy, tell people one more time how they can follow you. Um, let the people know. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Grace to Change. 
Um, just type it up on the search box, or you can find me on um, Instagram at Grace the Number Two Change as well. But I think there's like little dots in between the wording, but well, periods. But anyways, there's uh, links in the description, so people yeah, the links in the description. Feeling lazy and don't want to rewind what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you can find me in those areas or on my personal page, um, Tommy John uh, Mota M O T A, and uh, that's my Facebook page. So you guys could add me on there too as yeah. well. Awesome. Well, Tommy, man, thank you so much. Uh, I love the wisdom you shared. A very timely, timely word, especially with everything going on, all the craziness in the world. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, man. It's definitely been an honor. Everybody, uh, that's our show. Uh, that's our week as well. So again, next week we are back at five days, uh, on Monday, we've got Genevieve Don Skidmore, uh, which we have not had on for a while. Um, and, and a couple of different avenues reached out to me. She actually has a really important word regards to native Americans and revival and how those things are connected. The body of Christ, first nations, people, God is doing a lot in first nations people right now. And so I'm very, very excited to have her back on. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, a couple weeks back to schedule this. I'm very excited. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Uh, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you guys donate. And that keeps this free at five days a week uh, and allows us to bring on the Tommy Johns and the Genevieve Don, Don Skidmores and the Kara Starnes and everyone else. And so uh, we love you guys. We're so thankful for your your donations. Uh, and we also got merch on the way, guys. We got it just a couple weeks out. I'll be announcing it. We're very excited. Um, so we love you guys, and we'll see you on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Genevieve Don Skidmore. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 